and we're recording. Because we're good as gold. Get it? It's Sheena's uh, single. Why don't you lead us off? Uh, uh, hi, wel- welcome to Vanderpod once again. Is this episode five already? They're flying by, especially this- when you do two episodes at once to make up for lost time. I know, I know. Could these start coming out regularly? Uh, could be. No one knows. Certainly not uh, least of all me. I'm your co-host, main host, regular host, Catherine Krieger, and uh, the other host of this this program that you all know and love. It's me, Will Moniker. Never heard of him. Yep. Well, I'm still well, here. Well, welcome to my show, Will. Thank you for joining me. Always a pleasure to be a guest on the Vanderpod. It's my favorite podcast. I just love listening to it. Yep. Will produces the podcast. It's kind of my creative venture. Um, and as always, if you guys have any uh, audio issues or any kind of editorial ideas, please continue. Email Virgil Texas. Yeah, continue DMing Virgil Texas. <laughs> yeah. Um, he loves it. He's uh, he's assimilating all of this information. Keep it up. So, Catherine. Well. We're back. And what are we, what are we talking about today? What, what's on the agenda for the pod? Oh, I thought we'd just kind of shoot the shit. Um, you know, maybe I'd talk about my grocery list. No, we're here to talk about Vanderpump Rules and the Crazy Moms. This was a good episode. I like this episode. First, let's just... Uh, Sorry, saying crazy is ableist, but wow, these moms um, all all need professional medical help. Before we get there, let's just take a look at uh, what's in the news today. <laughs> um, the old Tappanzi Bridge was uh blown up today let's talk about make the news way for people the... really care about did you see oh, this about Jax taylor no oh shit you didn't see this i thought i might have sent to you um he was no Lindsay lowen has that show oh right where she's a club owner in in greece Which or we whatever should probably start watching because it seems like pretty good like there's really wild videos coming out of it where she like tries to talk to normal humans and it goes she tries to steal their children tremendously awry but she's asked about i guess on some watch what happens live from a couple of years ago um jacks taylor uh patron saint of the pod says he hooked up with Lindsay, and so lisa i believe him lisa phones in to ask uh lindsey like what kind of lover is jacks and Lindsay's like that never happened i've never even met the guy uh so the current news cycle i'm waiting for that jacks taylor okay. response you know i don't know because I mean, we we know for sure jacks is a sociopath i mean right. we know he 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 lies you know just as easy as he breathes Mm -hmm. the thing is he's not very good at it the fact that he lies a lot doesn't mean he's a good liar incredibly you would think the practice would make closer to perfect but and in on you know in Lindsay's side of the equation do you remember when she told oprah in an interview that she'd done cocaine quote a handful of times uh wow i actually do not remember that at all well just (laughs) Keep that in mind as you judge the credibility of both of the parties involved Very here. Very interesting. Yeah, that's so, that's the only news that matters to this podcast. I can't believe you missed that. Um, yeah, no, I missed that. I was just watching footage of the old section of the Tappansee Bridge, which connects, uh, I think, Rockland and Westchester counties. He was watching, uh, he was watching history documentaries. <laughs> he was, the War of 1812. He was watching yet another World War One document, a costume drama, perhaps. Well... 
again, tap ends eat very demolished. Why are you still talking about this? Oh bridge? no, I, I just try to give people what they want, what, what they tune into the show for. I don't. What even is that? Local news. Local oh New God. York news. Oh my God! No, no, let's stop. Let's stop messing about. We're here to talk about the episode "Love Thy Mother," which, as Catherine alluded to already, culminates with a dinner party among sexy moms and sexy daughters. Yep. But before we get that's, to that, that's a direct quote. We're not, that's not a value judgment on my part, certainly, um, nor mine. Okay. But before we get to the sexy moms and sexy daughters, we gotta take you through the dang episode, beginning with. The fallout from last episode's Beau Bombshell, Aww. Stasi's birthday Beau Bombshell, Aww. and Freakout. We see an I- we see the Ice Queen melt right at the beginning of the episode. This was really hard for me to watch. Stasi breaks her damn phone, freaking out on Beau. Wakes up the next morning. People are like, "What the fuck happened? Did you see Stasi and Beau?" Then he comes out and like they have a you know face to face and he says to her, "It's like you dick punched my heart." Oh, uh, that feel when? And you know, Stasi, uh, I think she gets it. You know, she felt really bad immediately rather than continuing to attack. Well, she woke up and knew she fucked up. Mm-hmm. So, like to me, that's uh, that's what's important. And then, you know, between that and her one-on-one interviews, I've said before on this podcast that I think their relationship, unfortunately enough for me, is really genuine. And uh, he really seems to, like, love her eccentricities and her uh, psychosis. And so I was really genuinely sad kind of watching her grapple with uh, I could be driving this just lovely, really just... the. Perhaps the most perfect man away. I was gonna say, looking at my anyone, looking uh, at my show notes document here, I have a <laughs> just a quick quote from Catherine, who was uh, observing the uh, the proceedings, and says, "quote He was so understanding. Bo is like the perfect guy, right? He's and like I, the perfect I just, guy. I yeah? would just like to clarify, as my mother would want me to, I'm gonna strike is like and just say he is the perfect guy." Bo is the perfect guy. Yeah, is what I'll you're take the like out. You know, it's kind mm-hmm. of a verbal tick. Yeah, from, uh, from my mm-hmm. adolescence. Uh, so, just want to be on the record there. So, um, moving on from that. Yeah, they make up. It's very nice. Not yeah, no, no real fallout there. You know, they just. Uh, it was clearly just a drunken lovers' quarrel. You know, whom amongst us will? Luckily, not me. I never get uh, drunk. First of all. Uh, and second of all, I never get angry. So I certainly never get drunk and angry at my podcast co-host. That's never happened? Nope. Never will? Never will. Uh, moving on, we have... Uh, then we, go to, we go to James, who is back to getting life coaching from his friend Tran. It's so... Tran used to be his manager, I believe. Uh, no, but... he used to be a manager at Pump. Oh, Okay. So it's really convenient that they just happen to have a life coach in the Sir universe that they could just kind of tap whenever they, you know, maybe need a life coaching scene. And he's meeting his life coach at his um, ice cream rest, his ice cream startup, his ice cream laboratory. Yeah, sure. He's like, you know, this is a wholesome life coaching date. You know, no, no cocktails, no, no drinks at you know one o'clock in the afternoon. This is just getting some rocky road. Sitting down, covering and, uh, gummies for some reason. Have a just have a little rap about what's going on in your life, James. Oh. And you know, the, again, once again, devil in the bottle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, like he he 
He puts the liquor in him, and and the beast comes out. I really want to know what uh, the guy is uh, getting for each of these life coaching sessions, just to be like, hey, James, uh, you acted like a drunken idiot. Can I have three hundred dollars? He's now? getting the chance to be on uh, a TV show. Because I would, I would love to do that. Uh, if you want life coaching for me, please get in touch. <laughs> so, um, Tran sits James down and is like, you know, I think I feel like we've had this conversation before, but and James is like, right, we have, brother. But I'm going to give you something new. He says to James, "I'm a big fan of mantras." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. I, are, I think, are we all? I, think I love a mantra. He's a big fan of mantras. So if you create a mantra for yourself, he asks him, what are the three words that you think describe yourself or that you aspire to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, James's three words are honest, caring, and driven. I, I just, like, I, I think... I think I, the third one is probably accurate. I kind of snickered out loud that his first one is honest. It's kind of like you go, you tell on yourself so hard that it's like, well, obviously, everyone watching the show knows uh, honesty is something I have a lot of trouble with. So he has this kind of fixation with honesty. Um, what would your words be, Will? What are your th- what's your three-word mantra? <sighs> Marty. <laughs> um, wise. Uh, Funny. Mar- Marty isn't an adjective, though. <laughs> it's a, what I aspire to. It's a, it's a mindset I aspire to be. Marty has such strong energy. He really does. He radiates a kind of elegance and and sophistication that, and also calm. You know, mm, we can yeah, we all learn from him. Uh, wise, funny, good at sex. No, those are all. <laughs> no, you can only choose three. And well, I chose three. So unfortunately, good at sex isn't going to make the cut. Sorry, the first one was Marty. Marty. Um, you can only funny. you can only choose three. Therefore, you're not good at sex. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, mine. Pipe. Mine. Lane pipe. No, no, Lane no. <laughs> mine are uh, sexy, unique, and restaurant. That's my mantra. Uh, swish <laughs> back of the net. So, uh, yeah, James goes, uh, we go from a meeting with James to a meeting about James as Lisa gathers the uh, Sir staff to, you know, weasel out of any kind of actual commitment to uh, ending James's Tuesday night, quite lucrative Tuesday night, DJ says. No, I thought she was still basically out. I think she's looking for a way. Well, but so this was, this to me seemed all very for show to have this staff meeting where she's like, all right, well, I fired James. I gave you what you all wanted. Now, like, who has something to say about it? And I don't know if it would come to surprise any any uh, regular watchers of this show or listeners to this pod. People did have things to say about it. Well, most of the people who had things to say about it were the actual, like, people who work there and, you know, actually have real business. Again, all pointing out totally <laughs> correctly, like, I think someone's Sheena maybe says later that... They, everyone's tips are better on everyone's Tuesday. Everyone's tips went way up on Tuesday. And so people are still kind of pussyfooting around the fact that like uh, it's not a nominal economic effect for us, of, you know, the, the cast members who actually work in the restaurant for Katie just have gotten their way on this thing. Yeah. And um, it's but, a, I mean, it's a tough spot to be in. But like, man, you've affected the entire staff. But, you know, Jax is getting, uh, you know, a bit testy about, like, you know, how many times has James been fired? You know, what, what what's he doing here? And Which it's I just, thought was insanely rich, Jax. Uh, probably not a tree you should be barking up, my friend. But he did have a good line where he says, he's an okay DJ. He's not Skrillex. <laughs> 
Well, there can only be one. And what do you, what, do you, what else do you say? Like you can just oh, put like I, another iPod. I love this because it's something you know I uh, think about DJs. Sorry, which Jack, Jax is just like, all right, James is like fine, but like just put another guy with an iPod up there, and like it'll basically be the same. And uh, sorry, unless you have like some insane technical skill, which. You know, it's not like James is up there with turntables. Uh, that's basically true. So, yeah, just get another douchey white guy up there. You heard it here first, folks. In Catherine's opinion, <laughs> all, white guys the same. all DJs could Suck. literally be replaced by just an iPod shuffle. Yep. And you know what? I 100% agree with her. Yeah, sorry. It's just, yeah, no, it's DJs are music thieves. They play other people's music and take credit for it. That's what a DJ is. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, yeah, we wouldn't know anything about thievery around here of perhaps jokes or um, bits, maybe even a riff from time to time. I'm sleep, though. Is that is that the correct way to use that? Do I, say, I don't know. You say I'm sleep, though. No, anyway, no, no Caparino. <laughs> no Caparino on that, Catherine. <laughs> let's move on from that. Uh. So yeah. Uh, also, another thing I noticed during the uh, the Sir staff meeting, uh, Billy is sort of going at Lala, Lala and Billy sniping at each yeah, other. A lot of tension there. Getting allies, getting testy. And as I think we said in our first episode of the pod and the season premiere of the the, the show, uh, it seemed like there was some weird tension between the two of them. Where like Lala seemed to be like bitch under her breath, and we were like, kind of, was yeah. she kidding or something? But it seems it like didn't seem lighthearted. This hasn't been explored yet, but they were they were very much you know uh, snapping at each other. Well, and we'll get to obviously uh, it's it's previewed in the next episode that uh, Billy is going to become kind of a center of some drama. So maybe we're going to see her, you know, being at the center of it. Well, we would always like more drama. Uh, the other thing, one last thing I noticed during the meeting, which also is something I'm nibbling on, as maybe this is going to become a thing, because there's another moment in the episode where I noticed this as well. Brittany gets really upset, kind of thinking back on uh, James's dumbass rap about uh, Jack's fucking faith. Um and you know she it really seems like something is like bothering her maybe more than she's letting on Brittany says uh during the meeting to lisa and uh, her business partners it's upsetting to me that you're thinking about business and not our feelings right that was after someone not even lisa was like uh hey by the way just so you know our tips are gonna go down because no james uh, and Lisa, of course, was not thinking about profits first, or she would have fucking kept James on. Anyway, yeah, that that uh, retort did not uh, sit well with Lisa. To which Brittany has to say, like, I've never, I, you know, I never complain, and you know. Anyway, it was a moment. Uh, I did like one other line in in this scene where uh, Lisa assures her staff that I don't support the way he, the way James rapped. <laughs> I don't support same. James's raps. Extremely same. Yo, he did not have bars. That shit was trash. Yeah. I'm throwing his mixtape <laughs> straight whack. in the dumpster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so moving on from uh, the meeting here, we get to see Stasi oh Skyping in with the cursed publishing industry. <laughs> Stasi Got a freaking book deal, which I guess they're just giving to any idiot um, with even any sort of like minor Hey-o! celebrity Sim- or. Simon Schuster, call me. <laughs> I don't know who our publisher is. We should look into that. But, um, and, you know, maybe try to 
go to the book party, you know, catch a few free copies. You know, uh, hello, if love, you're out there. Honestly, I'm going to read the shit out publicist. of it. Publicist. It is a, uh, the book is about embracing your basic, your inner basic bitch or just embracing being a basic bitch. It is a manifesto, if you will, yep. against logic, facts. And no, no, no. No, it's a manifesto against uh, being interesting and original or having a personality. <laughs> what I love is that I said this while we were watching. I love that we're at the point in this weird discourse where like it feels like a million years ago, but it was probably like two years ago where people started saying basic bitch. And that was like the funniest thing. It was like. Oh, she she drinks. She's got a Starbucks cup. She's a basic bitch, and everyone was like, "Oh, that's so cool." And then almost after, you know, immediately after, it was like, uh, actually, calling people a basic bitch that's um, you know misogynist, and you know we shouldn't be attacking women for liking things like uh, Starbucks or fuzzy pink Uggs, things like that. And now, third wave, I would posit, of this this feminist post backlash to being basic is uh, Stasi's manifesto, which is reclaiming basic bitch. Incredible thought leader. I'm going to read the hell out of it. Yeah, she's doing, she's really, she's really representing for white girls everywhere. Well, they need a voice, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wh- white blonde girls who make money. Yeah, where where's my voice? <laughs> but uh, uh, she only has... Three months to turn in a draft? That seems rather quick. Seems like a fairly disreputable publishing house that would just sort of, you know, just churn something out very quickly to kind of feed the marketplace. That's that's how long it took uh, Marx to write uh, Capital. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. Glad glad you stuck the landing on that one. (laughs) This is is what it's like. He's just quizzing me on on canonical text. Yeah, I just love to make women read theory oh oh you say you're a socialist uh when did you read uh d- i mean <coughs> ha, 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 ha. i mean i haven't read that shit are you fucking kidding me no we know it's like a ten thousand page book no on one, economics no one, has, you- no one has ever accused you of having read the the canonical leftist text will <laughs> <laughs> what what uh, Come on. Anyway, I cannot. Uh, my favorite detail of this little Skype call is obviously she's uh, Skyping with her editors who are in New York, the center of the world and the publishing industry. And they all have, uh, interestingly enough, Starbucks cups in front of them. And uh, Stasi's drinking a big glass of wine. You know, that's what I've come to expect from my girl, even though it's three hours earlier. Earlier, there, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's probably, this is probably generously, this is like a 1 p.m. meeting East Coast time. So Sazi's just having what, like a like a 10 a.m. glass of wine? Well, it's very important that you appear professional to, you know, your well, and editor. Also, you know, she's relentlessly on brand. So she's cast herself as this, uh, you know white bitch who's always drinking wine and frankly i respect her for sticking by it i wish i could be drinking wine at 10 a.m you asked her a basic bitch uh you got it saucy's gonna give you exactly what you want i respect it so uh let's see oh i have uh, one note here uh we got a, we got a quick shot of uh lisa and ken uh eating at sir uh with giggy their dog on the table they're like, oh, Giggy loves it. And Catherine said, uh, sir, food is only fit for Giggy. So, hey, swoosh, swoosh. Roasting uh, the food we're back to. And, you know. Again, we- still thinking about that chicken piccata we had that was just covered in capers. 
But knowing Giggy's luck, you know, he's like got alopecia and he's, you know, paralyzed or something. The, he's probably allergic to capers as well. So actually, Giggy always has those kill me eyes. Maybe he should eat some of the capers. Still thinking about those capers. Uh, so then we get, um, uh, we definitely, Lisa's daughter Pandora has basically commandeered the entire drinks menu, the cocktail list for TomTom Tom Tom Club. And Tom in their mature, measured way are totally cool with it. Uh, well, really now they have absolutely nothing to do. I'm not going to talk shit about Schwartz, our, our personal friend of the pod, but um, yeah, they're looking for a way back in on what they've essentially been cut out of. But we do get um, some very funny um, Tom Tom cocktail moments. I mean, you know, this is kind of like always my favorite thing when we get to see. This is a hobby horse I love. Sandoval describing. Um, they are his, all his, 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 so his craft dumb. drinks. So dumb. Uh, let's go through a couple of them. We have the uh, the Cape Canaveral Caprese, which I swear to God, was that a cocktail with mozzarella balls in it? It sure was. Yeah, it kind of like had. A, a it was speared. Had two big moz balls speared. I was kind of Why? resting across the top of the martini glass. I don't know. Well, you know as well as I do, none of this shit makes sense. <laughs> and it was like kind of a muddied brown color drink. Like, who would fucking drink that? Me, probably. I would pay $15 for it. Uh, we have a drink called Clockwork Pink. You know, that's a take on the, the classic cocktail, the old-fashioned, yep. also known as the Clockwork Orange. If you go to any bar in New York and you, you look at the bartender and say, give me a Clockwork Orange... They're going to give you an old-fashioned. It's a little little bartending one-on-one <laughs> from, I don't from know. Will here. Uh, I, don't, I don't know where. I, I don't think this is real. Is this a bit? No. I want everyone who's a listener of the show to go to the bar in your neighborhood, any cool, any reputable good or cocktail or coattail bar, sidle up to the bar, look at the bartender. You're going to get thrown give out. Give him a confident nod and say, give me a clockwork orange. They'll give you like a glass of milk. Oh, good one. Good one. Yeah, thanks. Film references. Yep. Uh, we got one called the the Machta Buka, which I imagine is like a Was combination the... between a Machta, a Machta. I don't know. And a Kombucha. Ooh. Sounds gross. Oh, yeah. It also looked like mud. They also had one which Lisa did not like the color of because it was, you know, bright green, which involved matcha. Matcha. That's the word. Which, you know, of. those... Uh, those LA kids, they, they love, love their they matcha. love their matcha. And then we have uh, the one that won the the cocktail she did they like during probably the, the tasting. A dozen cocktails, and Lisa didn't love any was, except one. Uh, it featured Hendrix gin and and Sandoval's words hibiscus teen nectar. <laughs> so she liked that one. But yeah, it seemed the funny thing is though. Um, now we know, in fact, that it is uh, Pandora, Lisa's daughter, who's responsible for the. Um, the red bell pepper dirt on the Doc Holiday cocktail. Honestly, Tom maybe Tom. if Lisa had given the Toms a better crack at that cocktail list, we would have had a different experience. It would there. have had like CBD oil Just in it. Just saying, it would have been dry ice. There would have been uh, pressed uh, the ice cubes. There would have been a small man coming out of it. Served by a robot, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All the drinks are hyper chilled. They're hyper chilled going through <laughs> A dry ice cir circuit slash nervous system inside a robot's body. <laughs> and the drinks are served out of its robot penis. And it serves it smoking pisses, cold. It pisses it into it the pisses glass. like liquid steel, like in Terminator 2. Honestly, it that would be like, kind of cool. It looks like liquid metal. And it's pissed into the glass. I think I would like that, actually. That would be a gimmick I would get into. None of the gimmicks at TomTom Tom go quite far enough. 
in my humble opinion. But we also do get to see Lisa's favorite part about doing a restaurant project is when it all comes together. Bringing in all those gothic crosses. <laughs> uh, making, <laughs> taking a space that's like raw, unfinished, just like wood, uh, just making bare it walls. Just as gaudy as possible. And then just like, give me the goth shit. Just like... Give me the goth, goth and with pink. steampunk accents. Yeah, definitely. It's give me like big, big gothic chandeliers. Give me some crosses. Like, like an emo middle schooler except with a lot of money. I want it to look like a fucking graveyard and a Sweet Sixteen party at the same time. Oh, dang. I want it to look like a, a quinceañera that uh, 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 is at JCPenney's. That's what I want it to look like. Swish. <laughs> I don't know. Put that one back in the oven. It'll, <laughs> it'll make more sense in 10 minutes. We get to see Nick the Clockmaker, uh, who we last saw last season. Oh, he's far more than a clockmaker. In his Las Vegas uh, sort of showroom, um, having Tom and Tom put their drunk, sweaty fingers over everything <laughs> and generally uh, annoying the shit out of I, I pictured both Lisa them during that, that meeting. They were both covered in peanut butter for some reason, too. <laughs> like they were just getting fingerprints all over everything. And Lisa, and then Lisa, when they're like, he, he pulls up in front of Tom Tom with a truck full of his steampunk accoutrements. A big old trailer, a like old, a, tra yeah. a traveling sales yeah. steampunk salesman. Yeah. Going town to town, selling uh, selling, like, his wares. selling funky goggles, <laughs> <with> like <laughs> selling oversized <laughs> clocks with misplaced uh, and hands. like to a, a top hat where the top of it is a gear. <laughs> he goes town to town, diabolical, <laughs> selling that Simply shit. Simply diabolical. And Lisa already told Tom and Tom to stay away. You're not needed. Of course, they're hovering around. And she asked Nick, like, you know, because we're going to be moving a lot of stuff. Like, okay, if I call the Toms by my strong male my Toms, strong Toms. And he just goes, you know, I, I think I have eight guys to do this already. I think it'd be better if I just. He's like, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Except he doesn't say the thanks. He just says uh, no. And, you know, like they're they're very anxious to get involved or really do anything for this restaurant. Again, they want to sweat for it. They want to get that sweat equity in, which I would actually pay to see them try and lift one of those things. Like you would have put one of those custom big clock things in their hands and it would have hit the pavement, which I would have um, loved to see in my uh, in my way. What way is that? Uh, you know, just uh, I'm often entertained by misfortune. That's why I watch reality TV. That's you why know? you love the Three Stooges. You like to see like moving accidents, and uh, that's also why I like to watch Will do basically anything. Oh, you know? oh, 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 oh! <laughs> no, but seriously, folks, it's really funny <laughs> if you ever get the chance. Um, <laughs> well, you never will. <laughs> Neither the listener or you. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe I'll start my own podcast, which is just. Uh, dispatches about how you do things oh, the really God. The really interesting ways that you do things listener i do not do anything in an interesting way i do them in a hundred percent normal <laughs> way uh catherine is everything a weird he does one. is so weird no you not have any idea picture a normal thing like uh, the way a normal person would do that thing and then picture uh just a, a really odd way that's how will does it I'm, you know what I'm going to do after this? I'm going to Rage Ground, 
the uh, the cool LA hotspot where you get to uh, destroy property. Unfortunately, this unlike uh, the spot on Vanderpump was is not sponsored. As they said, Rage Ground a whole bunch of times. So you know, Rage, Rage Ground, Ground was playing for that. Uh, no, Rage Ground is like an adult playground where you get to um, you know hit shit with sledgehammers and break plates. And you just get to do like, the office space thing. Yes, you exactly. Get to, like smash a, a fax machine. And uh, we stop. see Brittany again going ham. Yeah, resolving some of the things she swallowed to be engaged. Yeah, uh, Saucy says something about like all her ex boyfriends, and I'm always waiting for her to be like, "And Jax, you fucking cheated on me. You got that girl pregnant in Vegas." But I don't think, you know, she kindly doesn't want to do that in front of Brittany. Stasi says of this experience, I really think I'll be living out all of my wildest fantasies. And I'm like, Stasi, you're just breaking property. This isn't hostile. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> Hello? Hello? <laughs> it really, really took me a minute. I was, I thought her greatest fantasy was like being a murder victim. Just... Oh, she wants to be killed by Ted Bundy. Uh, well, one of those for sure. Dude, yeah, women. That's why women love or saw. Truth. No, no, she because she like sees Jake everything. Saw. She sees everything as a video game, and she also really likes gore. So she's uh, she wants to be killed by Master Chief. No, is Jigsaw the one who does all the stuff? That's it. The Jigsaw is the killer from the film series Saw. Yeah, I'm making a reference to Saw, okay, not yes. to Hostel. Um, so I'm saying she's Jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know that's, I think that's right. I don't know. Uh, while they're doing at Rage Ground, uh, they do check in on Sheena who is live posting a date with a former contestant on The Bachelor. I'm constantly doing this. What a clout shark. She is such a clout (laughs) shark. And they're all laughing at her because they're like, clearly it's not the first time she's plucked someone out of The Bachelorette's uh, discard pile. And this guy is good friends with the other guy she's been hanging out with, Adam, that other other moron. Who will not fuck her. Yeah, and like they're they're two best friends who went to FSU together. They look like two Ken Ken dolls. They went to FSU together, so top tier. You can pretty much guarantee they have like, you know, about 100 IQ between them. Uh, she's dating these two guys and um, getting getting no dick from either of them. But the bachelor guy, they go on a cool, fun date where they do they go down a slide. You remember that they do a slide date? Uh, yeah, it was just all so produced for social media. Like even more so, I, I despise things that take me out of the reality show, which obviously I acknowledge is scripted enough already, but it was like they had internally scripted this date for her Snapchat or her Instagram or something. And it's just like a building that's like, it's like an outside glass sort of box that you slide down so it looks like you're falling to your death or something. I'm sorry. I hate doing activities, particularly on dates. So had you asked me to do that, I would have been like, fuck no. Well, Catherine. No. This weekend we're going to the adult ball pit. Okay, well, after that, we're going to a Broadway show. Which one? Uh, Evan Hansen. He's the most popular kid on Broadway. And Wicked, both of them. Uh, but the thing that really irks me about this segment is that, uh, and they keep kind of cutting back and forth between her social postings, is that the like the way she talks about the date, she sounds like she's already on The Bachelorette. Like she, This is her audition reel. To like be on one of those She's dating like talking shows. talking about this guy. She's like, he's, he's like, here for the right reasons. Yeah, 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 he's I here was for like, the- God, what the fuck is wrong with you? She wants it so bad. You can just feel it. 
Yeah, Vanderpump Rules. Uh, it's not the most popular character on this show, but maybe we are, she y- could be the next, you know, The Bachelor. Or Bachelorette. Bachelorette, Bachelorette. obviously, yes. I, I don't make distinctions between, you know, gender or things like that. You know, there's only there's only a bachelor. In my, all women are bachelors. If you're a single woman, you're a bachelor. Uh, fellas, I'm a bachelor. Oh, is that is that not how that works? Bat- bachelorette. Well, you you might be a bachelor if you if you keep this up. Hey oh, yeah. hey. Uh, let's move on to uh, Kristen's t-shirt line, the exciting relaunch of oh. the James May t-shirt line. Oh, which hilariously enough, a friend was just uh dming me on instagram about this and i so i was actually perusing the uh the brand's feed just a couple days ago anyway and i was reminded seeing these shirts on bodies like how fucking dumb they are it's just it's it's like uh one step above that like love saturdays shirt that all like women seem to want to wear these days live laugh love except now it's like gypsy it's like oh so someone could walk up to you in public and be like oh you've heard the fleetwood mac song like that's it's like one step higher about like oh so you also like music what you're saying women these days are all wearing t-shirts that say love saturday I'm saying there are a lot of those dumbass t-shirts. Like the gra- you know what I'm talking about. We've talked about this before. These graphic tees, which are just like uh, mimosas, uh, cupcakes, doggies, or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here are some examples that uh, that I wrote down. The James May Mark One, which didn't go anywhere, had like a very small courier font. Uh, <laughs> don't let stuff get to you. It will always work out. It always does. Damn. So this is like, I don't get it. It's like, if anything, it's well, it's th- totally royalty free because well, it's also dumb. Well, I think honestly, like it should it should be written backwards so that when you're having an anxiety attack, you can look in the mirror and read <laughs> inspiring things like, "You rule." <laughs> Today is for you. Like like how you're like when you're, you look in you're your rear awesome. view mirror, the ambulance. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, because these people are so dumb that they actually would look in the mirror. Uh, she is slightly. She shortened the slogans and she's chosen bigger fonts. So now, like the words take up more of the shirt. It's a little more designy. But it says things like um, "always choose dare." I sure that's. I'm sure that's referring to the childhood uh, drug education uh, program. I'm frowning so much Always that like, my eyes are melting down my dare face. And vagina mafia, which I had uh, eagle-eyed that I have spotted. Kristen wearing a vagina mafia shirt and it's in kind of like that meme text you know oh, what i'm like talking the about kinda, yeah like the, the, the kind of like, like 80s action 80s wave or what is that bullshit like if, if you could see what i'm seeing in my mind's eye right now you would know exactly what i mean um but i had spotted her wearing that during the whole conflict at pride where james is like calling katie fat and i was like man i wonder where she got that idiotic t-shirt and it turns out she made it herself. So that's a boss. That's a boss lady right there. And Catherine, uh, what did you uh, say to me about uh, what a vagina mafia is, <laughs> or what it is? Um, it's maybe a little spicy. Why don't you say it? Um, I don't know. I'll say it later. <laughs> okay. I'll I don't remember. What did uh, I say? I, I honestly don't remember. Oh, you said uh, a vagina mafia. What is this? The Me Too movement? <laughs> God, I'm funny. I did say that. 
Uh, I'll edit that out. Uh, we producer, uh, producer. Here is a. Uh, oh, we meet Kristen's mom this episode because she's here for the uh, the T-shirt launch. And I think she was the only mom of the three that we hadn't met. Yeah, yet. we had no, we have not met Kristen's mom. We had before. briefly met Katie's mom. This was a great moment though. Uh, Jackson, Brittany are talking, and Brittany was like. Oh, Y'all, we were at Rage Grounds, y'all. Like, Katie just wanted to check in and, and make sure we were still, like, working on doing good things in our relationship and our beer cheese business. And Jax, of Jax course... Jax is like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, no, Jax says, um, Katie talking to me about our relationship is like throwing <laughs> stones in glass houses. See, you want to talk about a t-shirt line I actually want is all of Jax's, like, malapropisms <laughs> on t-shirts. Now, that I would wear. And it's funny because, like, throwing stones in a glass house. Also would also, break the house. It would break the house. He's but it's halfway like, there. He's halfway there. Like, it's not really the import of throwing stones at when you live in a glass house. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. We could really unpack this metaphor. It's like him and Brittany... They live in the house together. You know what? When you're on a reality TV but show, they're damaging each other. When you're you know, on a reality, they, they, it's their house. When you're on a reality TV show, or you do a podcast <laughs> about a reality TV show, indeed, you are throwing stones inside a glass house. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I feel like every day, you know, I log on and I'm just I'm out here lobbing stones. Uh, people are throwing stones at my glass house. And uh, then the stone hits the side of the wall and it bounces off because it turns out I actually live in a reinforced. It's actually plexiglass, bulletproof. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's know, like, uh, oh, bitch, you thought you could come at me? False. Try harder, Lauren Dudu. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let that out as well. That's okay. Uh, okay, Stasi's mom then hitting hard on uh, Bo. Stasi's mom just so will like, not let this boy alone. She corners him at the party, and this is after making uh, two jokes. One is not all right, but two jokes about Bo's junk, uh, which is way too far at Stasi's birthday party. And then corners him talking about like basically, yeah, I'm pretty worried my daughter's gonna screw this up with you, and like I want grandkids, and she hasn't freezed her eggs, like just. So far beyond the pale already, and we're not even to this dinner that they've been teasing for a week. Well, all I know is that, you know, you got you got Bo. You know what you think of him. Perfection. He's dating Stasi. And then it's like, you know, guy getting hit on by girlfriend's hot older mother. You know, pretty hot. You know, I just kept expecting to see the Brazzers logo, you know, beneath when uh, you know, Stasi's I'm just mom blinking. is on I'm the just prowl. blinking at Will. I just, I don't know uh, what what you're talking about at all. I mean, l- let's just pretend for a second that... No, I'm sorry. Stasi's mom, mom does is, have is, a really porny presence. Well, let's just pretend that she's Stasi's stepmom for a second. <laughs> just for a second so that we can, you know, perhaps script a scenario. Let's pretend, which... this, let's pretend this later, okay? Let's, <laughs> okay, let's pretend right. this off pod. <laughs> uh, yeah, but she definitely has him cornered. And he looks uncomfortable. It's like that... Like, really, uh, Stasi has to swoop in and save her poor boyfriend because it's like, oh, there's my mom. Can't be left alone for five seconds without making my boyfriend really uncomfortable. Uh, this was this was a pretty nasty part. Uh, when uh, Stasi says to her mom, but like, but he's seen the ugliest part of me. And she just goes, are you sure? <gasps> yeah, that was uh, deeply uncool. And uh, again, a harbinger of things to come. So before we get to the grand finale, there is one uh, little detour where 
uh, Lala reaches out for sort of a, a sit down with James. A detente. Yeah. She wants to, you know, use her father's heart, in her words, a man who never held a grudge, mm-hmm. to, you know, in the name of the friendship they once had, you know, check in, touch base with James. I think that's beautiful. And she rolls up, of course, driving daddy's rolls. She's driving daddy's rolls. That's the car that the film Gotti paid for. <laughs> God, starring John Travolta. Film of the year. Film, 2000, dude, if it's not nominated for an Oscar. Film of the uh, two years, perhaps. Film of the decade, in my opinion. Biennium. That's, so that's wrong. I know. They, have a, they have a detente, you know, and, you know, it's alcohol that's the problem. And but James, of course, is a huge dick. He picks up his phone and is like, what, what do you want? James, um, you just can't go around calling people whores. And but apparently Lala had had him blocked, which I thought was really funny. You just got DJ. I'm going to block DJ James Kennedy on my Instagram and see if he notices. You know what? But it didn't take that much for them to mend things because they're both James bird, was like, they're both bird brand. You want to you get back into the stew? And she's like, yeah, I love it. I'm I'm, working I've on, been missing your beats. I've been working on a new beat. It's called Future. And, you know, Lala's going to lay down some vocals for that. So then we get to the uh, the climactic uh, hot mom, hot daughter dinner. Their uh, words again, not ours. Uh, Stasi's mom walking in the restaurant already drunk, talking to Kristen and saying things like, you know, to, to you know your child's friend, even if they're an adult, to your child's friend, saying something like, "You're my absolute." I I admire you. Well, and uh, Kristen, who can very much put it away, is like really vibing on this. She's like, basically, oh my god. I think it says something about her relationship with her own mom that she's, and I'm not going to speculate, but she's very much like, I love Stassi's mom, and you can tell she's like, she's vibing with her before they even get into the restaurant. And she takes her side against Stasi. Yeah, and this escalates in the restaurant really quick. Obviously, there's editing involved, but it feels like they've been seated for like 10 minutes. Maybe they've gotten the water, you know? Right, right. They've been seated for a very short amount of time, and everything's hunky-dory until, you know, it kind of comes out of nowhere. It just escalates like... Stasi's mom is like trying to nuzzle her and Stasi is uh, not really having that so she kind of pushes her off and then Stasi's mom like a teenager kind of seeks on her other side is sitting uh, Kristen so she kind of like seeks uh you know some kind of validation from uh Kristen who basically responds like yeah that's Stasi you know she's just doing her Stasi thing again you know basically like being uh you know being a basic bitch being a basic being a bitch and then saucy gets really mad to be ganged up on and i picked i, I take my queen's side a lot but i i also thought like Kristen teaming up with saucy's mom who was totally out of control was like really weird saucy's mom says of Bo, i trapped him like a hamster in a habit trail to which Stasi then cuts to like the uh like the solo interview just goes what the fuck is a habit trail it's nothing. It's not a. It's not a thing. Yeah, I think it is. Is it? Yeah. Is that a real expression? Uh, have a trail is a real thing. I thought she meant like a hamster in a like a wheel. A hamster wheel. But of course, that wouldn't make any sense given the context. We can't try and parse what these people say. We'll die here. Have a trail. A have a trail is like a little. A trail. It's actually a brand name for a hamster cage. That's like basically a series of. Plastic tubes and balls. Oh, so a that is a, that is what one of those things is called. A habit trail. Ah. 
and well, then Stasi Habit Trail. My personal apology to Stasi's mom. Trail Corporation. She was she and yeah, yeah. Uh, apologies to both. Uh, you were correct for once. Um, but then like in her explaining of like you know why are you being so weird, Stasi's mom leans over to her and says, "My ovaries are being absorbed by my body. I'm in menopause." Uh, so obligatory. That's not what happens in menopause. Your body doesn't just like self cannibalize. Uh, and just just to be sure, I was definitely right about this. I uh, googled this. You would never want to give out, you know, false information. Yeah, I'm I'm a medical doctor, and I know you tune in to like hear about menopause. And uh, there was there were a couple of really great results that came up after that also. Well, I had to write this down. Uh, you were just like in the, the reply field. These were like all of the suggested top other Googles. <laughs> Can you still orgasm after menopause so a lot of women are are googling if you can orgasm after menopause so my heart goes out to those women the answer is uh yes you can you can orgas or orgasm yeah i hope according I'll to the internet i'm not menopausal myself um so i hope all the menopausal ladies out there are having good <laughs> orgasms uh same yeah so a plus dinner pretty <laughs> awesome oh they well, like clearly they also, yeah they all... clearly there were some hormones at play because then of course it escalates to the point where stassi's mom storms away from the table and both of the other moms have to go comfort her and stassi's mom says again she's definitely drunk says like all i want her stassi to do is like hold me and tell her she loves me and i was like holy shit you know, really, I th these people should talk to a professional but at least really, one, maybe two times a week. But we we do get to see, you know, the uh, like it's sort of like last episode ended with Stasi behaving in exactly the same way as her mother did at the end of this episode. So it's sort of almost like, whoa, you know, the sins do the sins of the mother will they be borne by the daughter? I don't think so. No. That only works with fathers and sons. Yeah, but definitely. But the, the, the quote is that they should not be, you know. Oh, they. Oh, okay. So yeah, what I'm saying is still true. Well, it's almost like she's her, you know, mother's daughter is what I'm trying to say. Mm, I don't really see where you're going with this. Yo, um, you, you're like a you're like a you're like in a, a damn hamster in a habit <laughs> right now. Yeah, that's me. So yeah, that is um. That's the up. Uh, and Love there thy were mother. great. I liked this episode. There were great uh, previews for next time. Also, people are pulling identity cards. Oh, there's gonna be right. some. There's gonna be some ID Paul there's in the be next. Some big uh, ID Paul going down. So all you libs out there, this is for you. All you lefties, log off. <laughs> uh, you're gonna hate it. No birdie bros allowed. Uh oh. Hey oh. I'm trying a new host. <laughs> New co-host, you know you're the host, I'm, of and I'm uh, the producer. Bernie, I'm the Bernie bro, also. You are, yeah, oh, yes, you are. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, you are. Well, how about before we sign off, we just do a, our little of our bonus uh, movie corner, a little Catherine uh, and Will movie reviews, getting you up for the Oscar season. Wow, what did we watch? Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk oh, about no. on the basis of. 
God. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things our tax code can do. You were so animated about this. You hated, you love hated this movie. You actually liked it. It was okay. It was like competently done sort of issue, you know, issues driven biopic that's, you know, very meant to be. So this is the RBG biopic with Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones. And I just want everyone to know that Will had a really emotional response to the ending of the film. So. Okay. Did, was he full out crying? No. Was he uh, heavily misting? Definitely. Context is needed just just like to see a woman to see rbg like you're watching this whole movie with this exemplary law student and all of the adversity that she's up against and to see her triumph and totally surprise ending she becomes a supreme court justice of the united states of america to see that and not shed a tear like what are you a damn you know a damn ghoul yes i am the ghoul because i didn't cry well, here's the context. Uh, the film centers around uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and her husband, Marty Ginsburg, played by Army Hammer. And this is interesting. I was like, is Hollywood really... I mean, I, I know they're trying to make her you know, seem cool to the new generation, but like, are they really... Are they putting their finger or their thumb on the scale just a little bit? So I looked up you know, Marty Ginsburg Young... And when you know it, he's a dang hunk. Also kind of a snack. Yeah, they're, they're not really... They're inflating it, obviously, because Army Hammer was, like, engineered in a lab. Uh, but, yeah, surprisingly hot. Do, so do some Google image searching. It's the, essentially like the, the case that the movie revolves around is a case that uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and her husband argued in front of the 10th Appellate Court that uh, essentially uh, struck down... Uh, it, using a ta our tax code, it was an obscure case in tax law. Ingenious. In which a man was a, who is a bachelor, a never married man, was not allowed to write off uh, the, his expenses for taking care of an elderly relative. A caretaker in this case, deduction. A caretaker deduction because, according to the tax code, a caretaker could only be a woman. Messed so, up. They found and then they realized that, you know, if this could be struck down, then that would crack open this huge door open into striking down all federal laws that discriminate on the basis of sex. That's the title of the they movie. They say that multiple times, just That's in case you miss it. They just keep saying, on the basis of sex. So, at the end of the movie, when she has her, like, big moment in front of the three judges... And she's like, no you know, spoilers or anything, but uh, things go pretty well for her. <laughs> I think you'll be happy. <laughs> I think you'll be happy with the end. If you're a woman who has a job today, I think you know the result. No. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, I was moved at the end of the movie. Just say you cried. Just say I, I you was, cried. I, I was moved because cried. this poor man who's been discriminated against is finally having his day in court. I just, when I think about someone who's not able to claim an deduction, and is also a man who's being unjustly discriminated against, most you know by, you know, you know other men, but probably like you know women you as know well. You know what I weep for, Will? I weep for every tax-paying American citizen who's being robbed <laughs> by every <laughs> by Uncle Sam <laughs> every dang day. That's who I, I I weep for. Am I right, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you. 
So yeah, like I I I got a little just say you cried a little a little the, dust in the my facts eye are when I was thinking about this man who had been discriminated against. Ladies is that so wrong, ladies and gentlemen of <laughs> of the jury? Let, let's focus on the facts. Will cried at the RBG movie. Moving on. Uh yeah, I don't have any other. I give it I give about. it like a half bag of stale popcorn. Like that popcorn had been sitting around a while and you just really want the popcorn so you eat it anyway, but definitely not top tier. Oh, uh, was there sex in the movie though? No. Well there was implied sex. Yeah, Will was waiting for there to be sex and I didn't want to see my beloved, my notorious RBG so sullied and Oh, but you want to see fucking Neil Armstrong's wife get get sullied. Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> in a word, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I keep tuning in for these movie reviews where we tell you, is there sex or not? Uh, it's scintillating stuff. A movie I watched for the first time, will watch for the second time, was uh, Venom. Okay, I gotta say, I liked it so much more on the second viewing. You really appreciate Tom Hardy's performance on another level when you see it a second time. When it you know what to expect. so nuanced. And you're just like, when you're seeing it the first time, you're just confused. But when you go in knowing what to expect, you're like, okay, this is actually a masterpiece. It's like, it's like the first three times I saw Inception or like <laughs> the like, first 12 it. times I saw Memento. I was like, all right, each time I'm chipping away a little bit you know i'm like i'm like fingerprint dusting a little bit more of this rich tapestry and more and more is revealed and we had to turn on the subtitles because i'm old i'm an adult so i like to watch movies with subtitles anyway i'll go to the mat over this it's just uh you get a lot more of the movie uh but in particular we need it for this movie because tom hardy speaks the lines like his accent changes so often and also his intonation is so weird. I really realized like you need the intonation to know like where the sentence is going and the intonation never matches where the sentence goes. So even if you hear the words correctly, you're like, uh, I couldn't have heard that right because that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Ask me how I'm doing. How are you doing? How you doing, uh, Venom? Aches and pains, aches and pains. Uh, how's how's your day? No, no. Oh, not, nothing changed with the weather. <laughs> aches and pains, aches and pains. Honestly, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's it was whack. Um, and Michelle Williams is wearing a really bad wig. The yeah, entire I don't know what's up with that. distractingly bad wig. But no, I mean another another thing I liked about Venom, and I know you appreciated this well uh, as well, is it is a very realistic portrayal of what it's like to be a journalist working today. Honestly, like every day I'm out here feeling like Eddie Brock. Um, I'm just sticking my mic. I'm sticking my <laughs> mic in someone's face and I'm looking down no, way yeah. too much on my notepad. I'm being like, so what's all this about? Uh, pho- pho- oh, you, uh, your, your empire is built on bodies, uh, ph- pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're doing it like in the middle of the puff interview with someone, you're like, yo, let me get this. Let me get this straight, Elizabeth Holmes. You got a funny voice too. And you, and you killing people. <laughs> Ache some pains, Elizabeth. And then at the end... Took this man out of Theranos immediately. Completists of this podcast universe have already heard plenty about Venom, so I won't uh, talk any more about this, even though I could. My favorite final line of the movie, which also good journalism, is he's like, he's getting out of that broadcast. He's getting out of that gotcha game because he wants to focus more on the written word, which... 
Let's you just, know, who you know amongst what? us? Let's just give the real life Ruth Bader Ginsburg the Venom symbiote so she can live for another hundred years. Amen. You Amen, know? brother. I'm counting on you, Ruth. You know, don't die. <laughs> don't <laughs> no, die no, seriously. Couple years. Definitely, <laughs> definitely don't. Yeah, uh, too, too late to retire. Keep, Can't do keep that. Doing those, uh, workouts. Yeah. How, how about this? Keep being cute. How about this, Ruth? Uh, Ruth Gator Binsberg. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> Till next time, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye. It's Vader Pod. I love you, bitches. I love you.